0: Hello, my friends and fellow Freedom Fighters. Welcome to the May 4th Empower Hour. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. In a couple of minutes, Tanya Gahl will be coming on to share updates and information with us, and she'll be joined by Pastor Billy Crohn, so be sure to stay tuned for that. For those of you who are just joining us, I want to announce that we've extended our week of prayer to a month of prayer. We invite you to join us on Zoom as we gather together every morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time until at least the end of May. We look forward with great expectation to see how God our Father, the King of Kings, is working in our nation. Action for Canada is a grassroots movement reaching out to millions of Canadians and uniting our voices in opposition to the destructive policies tearing at the fabric of our nation. Through call to action campaigns, we equip citizens to take action. We are committed to protecting faith, family and freedom nearly seven years ago action for canada's founder tanya Gaw started bringing awareness and truth to canadians about the destructive government policies damaging our nation through calls to action relevant resources and timely campaigns tanya has inspired and empowered citizens to stand up for their rights and freedoms she's an activist a freedom fighter and, above all, has an unshakable faith in God and believes in the power of prayer. Welcome, Tanya, and thank you for the countless hours of work you do on behalf of all Canadians across this land. Thank you,
1: Heather. Thank you so much. And thank you always for the incredible job you do every week. I just want to give people a reminder from 445 to five o'clock. Heather does the uh, introduction for people who are new and just waking up in Canada and trying to find resources and help in a community. And uh, we at Action for Canada are are really well prepared to provide that for them. I'm going to get straight into sharing my screen because I want to get uh, over to our very special guests tonight so just a couple of updates You're, many of you are coming to our show on uh, tuesday we're starting to call it uh, taboo talks with tanya tackling the difficult topics bit of a tongue twister uh but we are really committed we've said uh pre-covid there was so much going on that was uh interfering with your rights and and uh breaking things down is really hard on the freedom of speech And it was the rise of political Islam in Canada. It's uh, the infiltration of political radical Islam into Canada. So many things that you didn't know about and that we should be talking about and equipping parents and Canadians to get involved and take action. So taboo topics, you can find that right here under the resource training. So that's been added as new. Um, I don't know if you hear about this. This is one of the reasons week before last we're covering and uh, bringing to the forefront more about the trans LGBTQ agenda. This is not about the gay and lesbian community. Their whole platform has been absolutely sabotaged, and uh, they're just using them in order to uh, commence this really vile agenda coming down from the UN to get a hold of our kids' minds with deviant agendas in our school system, get them onto pharmaceutical uh, drugs for the rest of their lives, mutilate their little bodies, and we just got to say no. So under call to action you can find here the uh, political lgbtq and uh, this page is where we've uh, one of the places we've put the video to take you step by step on some of the uh incredible incredibly horrific things that are going on in our school system and our children are really under attack this is the other report that i highly recommend that you would read And um, I had actually launched that back in 2018. And it is, uh, I think, an essential resource for you to uh, have a look at. All right, Uh, next page is, we are commencing the actions in Canada against the persecution of pastors and Christians. It's a legal action. We're requesting that you would uh, please help fund this. As we've said over the last several weeks, Reverend Majed Al shepi from One Free World International, we have partnered up with him. This is a man that has been advocating for minority groups in uh, countries around the world. Right now, he is on the border of Af- Afghanistan and Pakistan. Uh, he'll be home on the 15th where he is rescuing Christians from absolutely horrendous uh, circumstances. Uh, things are happening in Canada. Pastors are being tortured, they're being imprisoned, they're being fined. Uh, this is not gonna slow down or get easier. This is only gonna get worse if we don't put our foot down. Um, I can't go into all the details of the work that we're doing in the background, but trust me, things are coming and uh, we're gonna fight this with everything we've got. Uh, even our allies in the United States are concerned about what's happening in Canada. Again, for those of you who are new, I know I am said I'm gonna move through this quickly. If you go under call to action, down to weekly emails. You can see everything that Action for Canada is addressing. In the last five weeks, we have really been talking about Christianity in Canada, the foundation of this nation and why it's important to you, whether you're a Christian or not. If we don't protect this, if we don't protect the fundamental uh, principles and values based on biblical principles in this country, we will no longer be a beacon for hope, uh, of hope for those in other countries seeking asylum and assistance. So, this is a topic that we're gonna we've been delving into, and uh, that's why I'm so grateful to have Pastor Billy on tonight. Um, Again, click on the links, please go through and read the information. There's incredible. Uh, videos on here, uh, Pastor Billy Crone has written over 50 books, uh, Heather will introduce him in a minute. Uh, it was when I was putting this together, Pastor Billy, my goodness, I started researching trying to find videos that were okay, which were the right ones, but you've got hundreds, if not thousands <laughs> of resources out there. And I spent a lot of time. And I'm hoping that I've, I've picked some of the best ones that you have. Okay, um, the last thing I want to bring to your attention is underjoin. For A for C chapters, take a look at this. This every where you, you see a little Canadian flag, that's a chapter. That's an Action for Canada chapter. We said we're gonna <laughs> thank you, Terenzio. <laughs> We said we're going to be in every single community throughout uh, Canada so that we can uh, take over every election. We're going to start voting new people into the school board trustees, mayors, city councils, MPs, you name it. All right. And uh, numbers numbers really count when when you're electing someone as a school board trustee or as a mayor. And if we can build our communities up we can really have a good opportunity of changing the course and the trajectory of Canada. All right, so that's my quick update for today. As I said, I said it was going to be fast. Heather, will you please come on
0: and introduce our guest? Yes, and thank you, Tanya. And I am so pleased to be able to introduce Pastor Billy Crone for the very first time to the Empower Hour. Pastor Billy is the senior pastor of Sunrise Bible Church in Las Vegas. He's an author, conference speaker, and teacher, and has appeared in the Christian movie Standing Firm, and there's so much more about him to tell, but I will let, we'll let you wait. He was involved in the New Age movement until he became aware of its connection to the New World Order and One World Religion. Now, as a follower of Jesus, he is committed to boldly exposing the deception and purposes of false religions and false teachings that are leading people away from salvation in Jesus. Please help me welcome Pastor Billy Crone. Welcome Pastor.
2: Hey guys, thanks for having me on.
1: We are so excited to have you on tonight. Um, You and I met some years ago through a mutual friend. I I remember as we've been going through the Empower Hours, uh, one of the conferences you spoke on AI. And I've never forgotten that conference, uh, you know, seeing those soldiers that could be shot. uh, You know, they were robots, basically, and uh, they could get right back up again and and, uh, be at war indestructible. Uh, sharks or whatever in, in, in our yep. oceans uh, navigating. I was paying attention. And uh, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I was talking to Peter one day and I says, yeah, I want to, you know, do some on the AI and other subjects. So um, I have no idea what you got up your sleeve tonight and what you're going to talk <laughs> on, but I'm just going to yeah. hand the floor over to you and then we'll go for a time of Q&A. And I know that um, you have to be out of here uh, just in over an hour. So yeah. Okay, it's over to you. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. Again, thanks for having me on. And one thing I'd like to address is just listening to your opening and your program and the call to action and all the information that you're sharing and the encouragement to uh, take back the elections and and get activated and get involved. And uh, I I really applaud you for doing that because frankly, that is what we Christians are supposed to be doing. Uh, And because there's a lie out there, there's a misnomer, Romans chapter 13 is being used by the elites Uh, to get Christians to go along with anything and everything the government says. Uh, And basically, they want to say that you need to uh, obey the authorities over you. And the scripture does talk about that in Romans 13. But the context, of course, is scripture interprets scripture. And I only obey the authority over me, the government, uh, when it agrees with God. Uh, Common sense and the Bible tells me that if the government ever disagrees with God, then uh, I obey God, not man. And we see that in the book of Acts. We certainly see that with the apostles. They went uh, in front of the religious authorities of the day. The religious authorities uh, told them to shut your mouth about uh, Jesus. And of course, what's the classic uh, biblical response from the apostles? Uh, You tell us whether we obey man or God. And of course, they went off and obeyed God and continued to preach Jesus, uh, even though they were persecuted for it. Uh, That's the biblical uh, mandate. Uh, and, And to give you another easy analogy, Uh, it's, it's really, so when the government tells you to do things like, you know, back to the, the COVID issue two years ago, roughly, uh, to shut your doors and don't meet number one, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, do not forsake the assembly of the brethren as some are in the habit of doing. That's what God says. And so at that point, as Christians, we said, said, wait a second, uh, that's not biblical. Uh, I'm not going to obey you. I'm going to obey God. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. And then again, what was thrown in our face is Christians. Well, you better because the Bible says you need to obey the government. That's ridiculous. Uh, and again, let me give you an analogy. The government right now uh, uh, says that it's uh, perfectly fine to murder children. Call it abortion whatever you want. They hide behind their terms to make it easy and soft uh, uh, for people's uh, consciences, but it's murdering children. So the government says it's perfectly fine to murder children. Is a born-again Christian am I supposed to obey that? Am I supposed to support that? I would hope every Christian would scream loud, absolutely not, right? So again, the Bible says that uh, we obey those in authority over us until they disagree with God. God always comes first. Now let me go back to the Hebrews passage. Right when COVID hit and they started bringing in all this tyranny that we're now seeing that they're still not stopping, that we do need to rise up and fight against like you guys are doing. And again, I applaud you for that. Uh, the Bible says there in Hebrew, I like, tore into that where it says, do not forsake the assembly of the brethren as some are in the habit of doing. Now that phrase there, as some are in the habit of doing, you know what that literally says in the Greek? It's like how many times have I personally read that passage and, and I didn't check it out? It literally means, watch this, as prescribed by law. And, and 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 then I looked it up, every occurrence in the New Testament, and what happened was Uh, It's always used 100% of the time, either speaking of Jewish religious law or Roman civil law. So talk about an appropriate passage that we should have got right from the start as Christians. It says there, God speaking, Christian, do not forsake the assembly of the brethren as prescribed by law. If the law tells you not to do it, God says, obey him, not man. And then it gives you the context why. Because as we see the day approaching, we need to encourage one another and things of that nature. And, and really, this goes back to our identity as Christians, right? As Christians, you know, I, I would assume that most of us uh, would realize that, you know, we're called the, uh, as Jesus was the light of the world, we are, we are to be the light. We are to be the salt. The light dispels uh, the darkness. The salt preserves the decay of society. And certainly we, we know that, hopefully. But the Bible also tells us, that prior to the rise of the Antichrist kingdom in 2 Thessalonians 2, that there's another label that God gives us. And this is very appropriate for the days that we live in, because all this baloney that we're fighting back against as Christians uh, is really what the Bible calls the rise of the Antichrist kingdom. You can call it the Great Reset. You can call it the Fourth Industrial Revolution. You can call it the Global Agenda for 2030, whatever you want to call it. Basically, they're all promoting what God said was the Antichrist kingdom that will culminate in the seven-year tribulation, a one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world economy, a mark-of-the-beast system where you'll be able to micromanage the planet in a Big Brother fashion uh, and even control what people buy and sell uh, on a global basis. That's really what all these guys are after. They're using COVID as the excuse for that uh, in, in countries all around the world. But in that context there in Second Thessalonians 2, it tells us that we are to be the church as we see the rise of the Antichrist kingdom. It says right there in that text that we are called the restraining influence. It's the Greek word kateko, and it literally means to hinder the course or progress thereof. And and it makes total sense because the Bible says there that we are to restrain against these globalists building this Antichrist kingdom that will be unleashed in the seven-year tribulation. And it says there until we are taken out of the way. Now, what's interesting, the phrase there, take it out of the way, literally means to rise from the midst, which I take as a, another passage dealing with the rapture, that we're out of here prior to the seven-year tribulation. But the Bible tells us we're not just the salt. We're not just the light. We are to resist. We are to hinder the course thereof. Now, what does that, what does that imply? What does that entail? That means we need to speak up. We need to do exactly what you guys are doing, a call to action to Canada, the United States, and any Christian in any country. God calls us. I didn't say it. God calls us, frankly, the resistors. We're not to comply. We're not to obey our overlords. If they are doing something that is ungodly, that disagrees with God's scripture, okay, and many of our constitution uh, that were built on biblical principles, by the way, which is why we can support them, then we are to resist, we are not to be compliers. We're to be resistors. We are to hinder the course thereof. So anyway, with all that said, I just wanted to applaud you because I've been saying this for the last six months that this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing as Christians and is not a time to act like uh, uh, that this is going to go away. Apathy is not an option. Don't go AWOL. Show me the verse where it says to go AWOL or check out the society, build your bug out shelter and wait for this to pass. That's not what the scripture says. We are to hold the front line. We are to occupy until Jesus Christ comes back, and we are to resist against the evil and the rise of the Antichrist kingdom. It's like, read your Bible.
1: Uh, boy, I, I, you know, I'm just sitting here going, amen to that. You know, that we absolutely 100% need to be uh, involved, and so many Christians have been, uh, you know, convinced that they need to be apathetic to what's going on around them to, to speak up or would be intolerant. So the messaging from the government has been very convincing, I think for many, as they've uh, especially advanced that uh, trans LGBTQ agenda, for instance, right. and uh, you know they've had a very clever way of um, advancing in shutting down the freedom of speech, the thought, the thought, you know, just even to have the freedom of thought or opinion.
2: Right, right. Which again is 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 a violation of our, dare I say, God given rights. Uh, which is what our nations were built upon. And again, that's why we can support those uh, original founding documents uh, because they're biblically based. That's where they got it. our rights come from our creator, not from the government. Uh, and that's why these guys for decades have been on a mission in both of our countries to undermine the Judeo-Christian ethic. Uh, they have to, because if we maintain the biblical Judeo-Christian ethic in our mindset, in our school system, in our governments, then you can't take away an individual's rights of freedom because that comes from God. So that's again, part of the reason why they've been destroying and invading and taking over our school systems and brainwashing people, uh, to do just that. And and two things on that, on that topic. I love the meme that's been out for quite a while. I don't don't know if you've ever seen it, but this is a very convicting meme for those that, uh, you know, want to sit there. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just not going to get involved. You know, I'm just going to, you know, wait for this to pass. I'll, I'll let other Christians, you know, get involved and take the heat. Uh, there's a meme out there and basically says this, if you ever wondered, how you would have reacted in the 1930s it, under Hitler in Germany. Well, now, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right. Cause oh, you yeah. point back in recent history and you're going, how could the German people do that? How could they sit there? They had years. Hitler didn't happen overnight. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, into that Holocaust nightmare and all the other nightmares that he caused. Uh, uh, wh- wh- what are you know It's the same apathetic approach. Apathy gets you nowhere. And dare I say, that's not biblical. Uh, for the Christian, but with that said, you mentioned about you know the brainwashing that they taken away the free thought. We did a, a documentary uh, called Subliminal Seduction: How the Mass Media Mesmerizes the Minds of the Masses, and I encourage people to get that because what we basically uh, prove in that documentary is that every and I'm I'm not using hyperbole here. Every form of media has been bought and hijacked by these same global elites who are behind the COVID agenda, the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the UN goals for 2030, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. They have bought it all up. And we trace the trail. We trace the money trail. We expose the whole thing. And I'm talking everything from newspapers. And it isn't just United States and Canada. I'm talking all over the world. It's newspapers, television industry, the educational system, the the book industry, even the e-book and audio book industry, electronic forms. They even own all that stuff. Uh, and, and then also with the other forms of media that they have out there, uh, which would certainly be the Hollywood, the movies and things of that nature. Uh, again, I mentioned the school system, but also music, music is the whole industry. Uh, you know, again, you go back to the television industry here in the United States, uh, all forms of media, it used to be six. Now it's down to five is owned by five global elites owns everything. The news stations, movies entertainment center. It's all, Think about that. Five people own everything. And then we also expose continue forward because they've got us basically not just used to receiving information and all these different forms of media, you know, it started with newspaper back in the day, but then it went to radio, which by the way is another one, radio and then television, but then, you know, and books and things like that, but then came the birth of what the internet, right? And the internet for the longest time we thought, well, Hey, uh, at least we could still get the truth out that way. Well, what did, what did we see over the last two years? Not only with what happened in the election here in the States uh, with Trump versus Biden. Okay. But also during the COVID aspect, the last two and a half, some years now, what happened to free speech? Yeah. So, so uh, they, they, they are using these platforms. They control them. They own them. And they even admit, we got them on tape. They even admit you're only giving what we want you to get. You know, the phrase is typically used as they're controlling the narrative, now, can I translate that for you? It's basically a creative, again, soft way of basically saying, we are brainwashing you. We are controlling all the information, right? Now, go back to the internet. The internet was the, 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 the a nail in the coffin to me as far as information. How do you get information? Uh, because everybody's on the internet. You're, in fact, our whole lives around the internet with the birth of this critter, the cell phone, right? Which now ties you into the internet and apps and social media, search engines, things of that nature, right? For for a while, we thought, well, whew, okay, now we can at least subvert the system. We can still get the message out there uh, without any restraints because the internet has saved the day. Well, again, we trace the trail. That is going away so fast, it's not even funny. And frankly, it should be very scary. We need to speak up. We demonstrate, again, uh, uh, big ones, uh, Google, uh, they admit, which basically almost all search engines are running, even if you don't go to Google, other search engines are relying on Google to do the search for them. But Google, we are demonstrating that they are actually controlling your search results. That's not freedom of speech. And the way that they get away with it is basically they build algorithms, which is basically AI. And anytime you type in anything that they don't want you to type in, the AI will spit back uh, what they want you to see. And or they will hide things that are out there that will basically prove the point you're trying to look for. Right. And what they do is they they load up the first several pages with what they want you to see. You know, and, and technically they could if you say, well, we're, we're not hiding it. Well, yeah, it's, it's on page 78. When you go keep clicking next, nobody goes that far deep. Mm-hmm. Most people they know never make it past the first page of results. Mm-hmm. And so they did this with the election. They did it with COVID. And then you know, on top of that, that's just search engine stuff. Right. What about uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, and all the other social media? And here's my point. We're all now dependent. We're addicted. We're, we're used to this technology for information. Uh, d- could we just post anything or, or, uh, about, hey, this is a violation of our, our, our human rights. This is a, a violation of free speech. Hey, you can't do that. You, you need to have a warrant before you come in. Hey, you can't close down churches. That's a violation of our religious rights, our biblical rights. Hey, you can't. No, they banned it. You, right. you can't even post it. And then it didn't just ban it. They shut you off. Right. Now, now, what and is that? So they built this whole system, this global system that we receive information from. And now they've come in and they're now controlling it all.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, what do you think about this this new deal with Elon Musk? Do you think he's in on this or or do you think he's somebody that's actually, uh, you know, finally one of these rich investors that might have a chance at turning at least part of this around?
2: Well, I'd say he's in on it for a couple of different reasons. Uh, that may not be popular. He's He's got a lot of charisma and people like that. You know, mm-hmm. he's been compared to the for those who are the fans of the Marvel movies. He's the Tony Stark of today right? and uh, But at the same time, I just caution people, you better be careful. Uh, go back to the aspect. I, I learned this years ago uh, when I was doing that uh, deep dive on artificial intelligence on that 25-part study we did called the AI invasion. you mentioned about the, the military and the robots and all that stuff. That was just one of 25 parts. Uh, and uh, it's crazy what's going on with that. But, uh, but he has been at the same time, I have interviews of him Saying that back in the day, he tried to buy a program, uh, 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 an AI a company called DeepMind, which has got one of the most powerful AIs on the planet. AI is not coming. It's already here. In fact, it's in a multitude of forms. And everybody's racing to get to the top to have the biggest, baddest AI to take over all the other AIs. That's what's going on behind the scenes. And, uh, and it, uh, but Google outbid, outbid them because Google has got so much money. They don't invent stuff anymore right? They just go buy up companies uh, to do the work for them. Well, and and he said the reason why, and I got him on an interview, Elon Musk. He said, I was trying to buy DeepMind because it's one of the most powerful AIs on the planet through this company called DeepMind. And he said, I didn't want them to have it because they just are going full bore with no restraints. He said, I I wanted to grab it just so I could slow it down because I'm concerned about the implications. Now I said all that to get to this, but then on the other hand, what does he use in his technology? including his cars, the Tesla cars, AI. So on the one hand, you're sitting there saying, hey, be careful about uh, AI. He's, he's becoming a champion for that. But on the other hand, you use AI and you're advancing AI. So it's like, oh, that's a little fishy there. But the other, but the other concerning thing is uh, Elon Musk is a transhumanist, right? I've actually got him on tape and, uh, where he talks about the mRNA technology. The mRNA technology, of course, was what they popped into the vaccines, Uh, Right. And uh, I got him on tape explaining in simpleton terms in the interview, what is MRNA? Again, this is what they put in the in the vaccines, which are not vaccines. They're gene editors. And so uh, he said MRNA is basically man creating a man made uh, computer code. And then it's then inserted into your computer code, your DNA. In this case, an injection. He says, and I quote: "He says there's some very promising things that are, are are happening with this technology. One, it could reverse and or stop aging altogether. And that's actually one of the three planks of the transhumanist movement. Mm-hmm. And that that's basically the global leaders, the elites behind COVID. And of course, we're not going to get it. They call it the three supers. They want super longevity. They could live forever. They don't need Jesus Christ. These guys are ungodly. They're satanic. They're murderers. It's gross." but they don't need Jesus Christ because they'll they'll just keep living forever. Super longevity, super health with like super strength and super intelligence. And they're talking about being genetically modified to create an intelligence. And this is on in print on a, an IQ on the order of 1000. Now, typically uh, uh somebody's considered an uh, a genius in, in like the mid one forties. Yes. I believe right around that phrase. They want to, pop it up to 1,000. Now, do mm-hmm. you think you and I, the grunts would ever get these benefits? Of course not. Not that I would do it or promote it anyway, because now you're messing with God's design uh, mm-hmm. for humanity. And, and that's, that's the big sin that's involved here because they, they believe that they're going to become their own gods. In fact, I got another transhumanist on tape and he says that uh, we're going to become our own gods. He admits it. Yeah. And he literally says, he said, this is Richard Saeed. Got him on tape. He says, and if you get in the way, we will kill you. This is the, yeah. the group. So, we, so Elon Musk, back in that interview, he talks about the mRNA. He says, basically, it's man creating a synthetic mRNA to be inserted into your RNA, which begins to give instructions to your DNA. And then he says, listen, it can not only reverse or completely stop aging. He says, but it can, listen, this is a direct quote from him. We could turn you into a blank butterfly if we wanted to.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it, it's it's just it's they're not even being secret about it. They're not ashamed of it. Uh, we got better intelligence than they do, <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't think that it's working so good for them. Even if they get to a thousand, because we got Holy Spirit driven intelligence, right. and I think that uh, supersedes anything they've got going on. And as far as Klaus Schwab is concerned, uh, you know, you know that uh, his second in command. What is his name again? Yervol or
2: Yervol Hurari. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, uh, talk about, uh, you know, a bit of a nut job there where, you know, he, he, I was just watching a video yesterday where he's comparing himself to apes. And if he ended up on an island, the, the ape would do, you know, better than he would. He was also talking about turning into a butterfly. And, uh, you know, they're just, it is so twisted up, they're thinking Uh, that in some instances, the more they talk, the more they expose how how absolutely insane all of this is. And I think that's why more and more people are ready to start taking a look at their own lives, thinking about what is important in my life right now. The consumerism is being pushed to the side. You know, people are no longer worried about buying that boat and having the vacation. They just want to be able to pay the mortgage at the end of the month. And with that, more and more people are actually looking and thinking about what is life all about, which is where God wanted us to be. So they're thinking more about uh, God. And and a direction here. So, Pastor Billy, where do you think, like, with all of this, some of these solutions can be? Um, like, we've got Costco Wholesale; people are addicted to it. They want their membership. They want their Costco Wholesale prices. Costco is a corporation that is involved in in, in all of this. We've got Disneyland. Uh, what if people just stopped uh, uh, buying Disney movies? Stop going to Disneyland? Like, is there any solutions here that you could recommend or that you see?
2: yeah some of that's just practical uh, common sense you know you call it boycotts whatever you want to do but these guys uh, you mentioned disney you mentioned costco what are they what are they in it for mm-hmm. money right <laughs> you hit them hard enough where it hurts in the money and they begrudgingly probably gritting their teeth right uh dragging their legs but they'll, they'll bow a knee uh right. to that and, and, and now it doesn't I mean it's going to be forever because mm-hmm. these guys are they're evil And and things that nature. And uh that you know it, but it what it will do is it will quote buy some time, right? Uh and and again, it's living up to who we are called to be by God. I didn't put this label on us, he did. We're not just the salt, we're not just the light, we're the what? Restrainers, Christian, restrain, restrain against this until Mm -hmm. we're out of here, and then the antichrist is gonna make his full appearance. Right? right But in the meantime, we need to restrain. so what, wherever we see evil, we should be the first ones to be there on the front line. Where yeah. we see somebody doing something ungodly, we should be the ones with doing the rallying cry. We don't mm-hmm. wait for somebody else, and well, well, maybe you hope somebody somewhere, it's like we're the ones that are supposed to be taking the initiative. and that's and frankly, that's what we need to get back to uh, in this final hour. And dare I say, I wonder if that's what the world's waiting for. Because if anything, right now, Uh, God's, in my opinion, handed to us on a golden platter uh, one of the easiest times to witness to the lost because now this has been going on for well over two years now. Uh, This isn't a temporary, quote, created crisis. Uh, This is a global crisis. They've manufactured, as you mentioned, people are starting to go, wait a second, I smell a rat, something's not right. And, and, And then it's been going on so long, it's not stopping. There's no reprieve. They just keep marching forward. Even the lost know that something's messed up I want answers, and I'm looking for hope because I'm starting to get hopeless. Man, talk about the easiest segue for you and I, the Christian, Thank to you. go in there and lead the way by the example and stand on the front lines, resist this evil, and then say, oh, by the way, if you're not safe, let me tell you where the greatest hope of all is. His name is Jesus Christ. And he's not only willing to forgive you. But man, I tell you what, if you get saved right now through him and receive what he did for you on the cross is a wonderful act of mercy and grace. It's a free gift. Man, one day you get to be in a place beyond your wildest dreams uh, where this, there's not going to be any more of this new world order and tyranny and baloney and, and all that stuff. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, come on. God's making it easy for us.
0: It's true,
1: you know, because the greatest gift right now is, is eternal life and salvation and it's to yeah. have peace. I don't live with fear in the midst of this for the last two years. And, um, you know, many years ago, I've proclaimed this quite often, is that I really felt God laid on my heart to proclaim Canada as a Christian nation. And I thought it was about the immigration issue, right? And and uh, so I thought, yeah, okay, cause we're losing our sovereignty. Why can the 57 Islamic majority countries, everybody's leaving them alone, you know, to, to um, study the Quran and, and live by Islamic law. And boy, oh boy, if you're a Christian in a Western nation, you get Get hammered if you yeah, don't say sure. we're secular we're multicultural you're a hater and uh, so I just thought no these are simple truths that I think Canadians and those who have immigrated to Canada should be embracing and and actually it's the message is being embraced very well we're able to talk about you know how failed foreign policies and religious belief systems and under other countries those people good people are living in oppression so many yeah. of them have gone to Canada, but we have to now help them to see what is it about Canada that made it successful and, and yeah. that we all yeah. need to unite and fight together for this. And so I agree, um, even in, over the last couple of weeks, I got hammered by a very, very small group, a couple of people over talking about the new age. Yet the testimonies from many said we had no idea it was tied to the new world order and to the world economic forum. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your experience with that?
2: Oh yeah. That's what I got saved out of. Unfortunately, I come from an unchurched background, uh, basically a 1980s, ex headbanger, drug addict, sexual moral, male showman's pig guy involved in the occult and new age. And, uh, I hated Christians. I thought Christians were a bunch of uh, duped idiots that, uh, Boy, I tell you what, uh, they were intellectually uh, had some problems. They had to have a book tell them what to do. They were brainwashed. That was me. I was one of those guys. And uh, so I barked up every tree you can think of. That's what New Age is. New Age is basically uh, the lie of Genesis chapter 3 from Satan, right? Uh, Don't don't listen to God, you know, as he told Eve. uh, Do it Satan's way, and you will be like God. And that's basically what New Age is. You get to be God. You get to define what is life all about? What is eternity? And so it's basically like a cafeteria. You go down and you go, well, uh, in your search for truth that you get to define, which which, by the way, only God can do. But anyway, uh, if you want a little bit of Hinduism, you grab a little bit of that you want, you want some shamanism, you want some witchcraft, uh, uh, unfortunately, I also got involved in Satanism and things of that nature. Uh, you want some self-help, secular psychology? You want to just just dump it all on your plate and you get to decide what's what's right, what's wrong? That's the live Genesis chapter three. That that's it. And so obviously, that's where it comes from. It's satanic. It's dark. And 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 in that group, uh, uh, a couple of things that were basically the 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 big underpinnings of a person involved in New Age. You believed that it was. Watch this christians were the ones who were stopping the harmony of the earth those nasty fundamentalist christians you know that would actually support something called the bible that says you shall not uh and things of that nature and uh and i was convinced that christians were the nasty ones they they were messing things up And, and because we the new age it's a new age the age of aquarius right all this kind of new age terminology that we need to band together as humanity and we need to all religions and we need to, we need to form a one world government. We need to uh, uh, let somebody dictate every aspect of our lives for the common good, uh, including the economy. Uh, And and we need to have a one world leader, right? Who could lead us all. Now, what does that sound like? Mm -hmm. I didn't know it at the time, but that's the antichrist kingdom, right? And so that's what new age is actually promoting, Uh, With that. And then, of course, if you're going to have a one world religion, then you can't have John 14 6. John 14 6, Jesus said, He is the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through Him. He laid the gauntlet down, right? There's no other way to heaven, it's only through Jesus. So, as a born again Christian, how can you sit there and say uh, that uh, there's other ways to get to heaven? It's nuts. How can anybody say that? right yeah. now here's the problem on Wednesday nights I've been teaching for years a study called world religions cults in the Occult." and you know what got me started on that years ago I, I came across a stat and it said 25 percent of professing evangelical Christians believe that other paths can get you to heaven I'm going what I, I mean that's one-fourth of professing Christians keyword they're professing uh, professing Christians one-fourth believes that you got to be, how do you get around John 14, 6? And as a former new ager, I'm going, that's new age coming into the church, right? right? New age needs to lie that all paths lead to heaven if you're going to get all religions to come under one, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to get away from John 14, 6. And that's what they've been doing. And you don't just, and, and that's why they've been infiltrated the church with that lie. Then I thought that was bad enough. I'm still teaching on it, right? After all these mm-hmm. years. And, and then the stat a couple of years ago, it went from 25% to 52%. And these are people that profess to be Christians in the church. Then about six months ago, it went to just under 70% of people who claim to be, listen, born again, Christians right. believe that uh, there are other ways to get to heaven, that God accepts other paths of religions to get there. That is unbiblical. Uh, mm-hmm. It is uh, uh, completely wrong, but I'm going, but that tells you, listen, if 70% of people going to church services really believe that there's another way to heaven other than Jesus Christ, can I believe blunt with your audience? Yeah. You're not saved. Yeah. You're not saved. And,
1: no. And you know what? It's it, 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 what you said earlier about the media and the messaging and being brainwashed is what are we hearing everywhere? Unity. Uh, Justin Trudeau says, diversity yep. is your strength and unity. What are we hearing at the rallies? We're seeing a lot of unity groups and that it's all about unity and love. And I can tell you, um, uh, we've got 150 chapters nationwide. We're looking for leaders who uh, believe in the foundation of uh, uh, Canada based on biblical principles, that they embrace that knowledge because they need to be on the front lines of those chapters being gatekeepers as to who's coming in because we also know that there's people that wanna infiltrate us. And so after as I was, um, uh, it was some some of this unity talk and uh, vibrations that was coming up in some of our meetings, I thought, you know, can I just ask you, I don't know too much about the new age, but that sounds awfully new age. And what it was, it was like this revelation that it was coming into our chapters. And yep. there was one well, chapter leader in specific um, who I'm actually thinking because Alan Strudwick who wrote the book said it was their job as new age leaders to instruct people to go into Christian organizations and disrupt them from within. Right. And this individual yep. took yep. a huge offense without even reading what it was the information I provided that the uh, guru, sangura, whatever was completely tied to the WEF. And in the same um, uh, news link, I had included that the Pope is tied to it, that there's this, some guy, uh, a Christian says he represents half a billion Christians worldwide from multiple denominations. He didn't take any offense to that, but he totally um, is destroying me, saying I'm demon-possessed demon and you know all the rest of it. And I look at him and I think, my battle's not against you, it's not against flesh and blood, it's against the principalities yeah. you have allowed to take over your life, you're deceived. And what I have learned from this is that these individuals that are really immersed in this new age material are the most intolerant, unloving people that I've seen. Instead of saying we have a difference of opinion and just leaving peacefully, they have disrupted a, a very healthy chapter and divided it. And, right. and so we're to be watchful. We gotta be, we gotta be questioning these individuals that are coming in.
2: Well, and we need to read the Bible and realize that this was the same kind of behavior that the early church had to deal with. A lot of people don't realize this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you just one passage, Galatians chapter 2. Paul talks about these people, and he uses the term false brothers, pseudo-autophos, false, yeah. fake, autophos brother. What's what's a false brother? That's somebody who professed to what? Be a Christian, but they weren't. Yeah. Uh, I'll use the vernacular as a faker. Mm -hmm. And Paul said these fakers, and he he mentions exactly what you're talking about. It still goes on today. And dare I say, it's in mass. And I'll get to that in a second. He says they infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom that we have in Christ. And Paul called them out, right? And he said, I don't care what their position is, right? Don't fall for it. Whoever they are, get out of there. Get them out of there. You don't let this, like a little bit of yeast spreads. And that's what Mm -hmm. the enemy does. You mentioned unity. Absolutely. The Bible teaches unity amongst Christians, but that unity is based upon right here, this Mm -hmm. book, not at the expense of God's truth, right? right. And when you walk away from John 14, 6, that Jesus is the only way, that's not biblical unity. That's worldly unity at the expense of denying God's word, and no Christian should be a part of that uh mention that but this pseudo autophos false brothers they're everywhere in fact look at the new testament there was also they had to deal with not just false brothers which paul says elsewhere in corinthians that he was in danger from he was in danger from these false brothers they were attacking him read the bible Mm -hmm. it's still there and i'm telling you it still goes on today again i'll get to that in a second Uh, but there's also what jesus talks about false teachers false prophets wolves in sheep clothing Right, things of that nature, false apostles. What, what's, all, what is all those people who claim to be in the crowd with the church, but they were fake? Early church dealt with it, and of course, it makes sense from a uh, Satan's point of view, if you will. Uh, he lost. Jesus whooped him on the cross. Uh, Jesus rose again from the grave, procuring our salvation forever. The church was born. He can't take away our salvation. He's headed for the lake of fire, but he's still stinking evil. Ever since the birth of the church, he, read the New Testament letters. He has been infiltrating the church with as many fakers as he can so that mm-hmm. it will not only destroy the church, divide the church, which will destroy unity, biblical unity. But if a lost person comes in our midst, odds are they'll get a false gospel, a false Jesus, and they'll join him in the lake of fire. It's mm-hmm. never stopped. And people don't realize that. Uh, no, and, and, and this. What-
1: so and the, yeah, I was going to say, and this is why we need to be uncompromising as leaders. And even when they're, you know, sending these arrows our way, I I've just prayed for a shield that God would give that to me, and and that they would just bounce off. We're going to feel the impact of it, but we got to understand that the greater good is speaking the truth, even when it's not popular or even when it's not being well received. Because these are seeds seeds of truth that are being planted that hopefully over time will grow, and and people will gain an awareness. And we're not doing anybody any favors by worrying about hurting feelings the world has become ultra sensitive about feelings to the point where you can hardly you know uh speak a truth without feeling like somebody will condemn you for it
2: yeah exactly and again uh what are we called to do resist what what is that what does resist also imply you're going to face resistance when you resist that's what resistance is so it's, you're going to get it. Right. Uh, but it just that the apostles dealt with it the the church dealt with it. What, why are we acting like what is this uh, convenience Christianity? You know, get rid of that. Throw that baby out the window. You need to get back to biblical Christianity. Uh, and we need to resist. But with that resistance, you know, it's the old classic phrase that uh, if 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 you as a Christian never face any resistance from this world. In your so-called walk with Jesus Christ, maybe it's because you and the world are going the same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what the enemy wants. Now, let's go back to you mentioned about some practical things uh, about you know Disney, whatever boycott and things of that nature, and Costco, and yeah, we 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 need to do that. We need to unify as Christians. We need to resist. I, I I've been warning this for the last year, mentioning all the things that we're talking about these fakers and things of that nature. Another thing we need to do is Christians, like what you're doing, you're banding together like-minded Christians, and why can be, you be unified? Because you're unified around what? Biblical principles, the biblical truth, right? And that's biblical unity, and that's why it's powerful. That's why God's using it. That's why he's making a difference, and that's what we should do from the day until Christ comes back and gets us. That's what he said, light, salt, resist. Now, here's the problem. A lot of Christians know that they're a part of a church. A group of professing Christians, okay, and you hear the stories all the time. Well, my church will never talk about that. My pastor won't speak up about that. Uh, they never talk about this, or my church went along with that, or my whatever. And here's my point: they're still going there. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you they're doing? <laughs> exactly. It's and so here's yeah. my point: don't you realize, Christian? I don't even know if these people are saved. But Christian, don't you realize that your time, treasure, talents, and tongue that you're giving to that institution that you just verbalized is a part of the problem, not the solution. Your hand's in the cookie jar, and you're going to stand accountable to God. If you mm-hmm. sit there, now, how do you know you're a part of a biblical church? Well, number one, they're, they're not go- they're going they're to speak up against the tyranny that we see right now, number mm-hmm. one. Number yeah. two, the Scripture says to Paul was talking, and he said to Timothy, he says, preach the word in season and out of season, Right? And then he says, correct, rebuke, and encourage, right? So the word of God does three things when it's preached in it's fullness. How do you know you're getting the truth from the church that you attend, right? Then you get corrected, rebuked, and encouraged. So do the math on that. That means two thirds of the time you should be squirming in your seat, (laughs) right? And that's good. Because we need to be reprimanded. We need, in this wicked world system that's constantly drawing us away from God and his biblical principles, we need the word of God to slap us back on track in love. Now, here's my point. That's what Paul says should happen two thirds of the time with a good Bible-believing, preaching church. Right? You not only resist, you're not only light. You're active. You don't go a wall. You're you're on the front lines in your community. Now that's a church you want to be a part of. And man, two thirds of the time you're kind of scoring, but boy, you're growing like gangbusters. You're becoming a strong, mighty a uh, 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 disciple of Christ, making a difference. It's amazing. Okay. And yeah, one third of the time you're encouraged. And here's the point: if you never get convicted of your sin at the place that you attend that claims to be a church, you better run. You're sitting at the house of the table of devils because it's impossible to be a Bible-believing true church and teach the whole counsel of God and you be comfortable in your sin. You can't do it. And, and okay. so here's my point. There's a lot of Christians Tanya. I'm telling you, but I hear it all the time. Pastor Billy, boy, I took my church and never preach what you preach on. I'll preach, you know, we, they'll never, I tried to get them to teach on prophecy or I tried to get them to stand up against this uh, COVID tyranny and whatever stuff and and they, they just ignore me. And, and then it's getting so bad, those people that ask for the truth or ask for activity and action against this tyranny, they're the ones that are running out of the church, mm-hmm. right? And But then there's a lot of them that they still go there. Well, they got good potlucks, or uh, you know they got good kids programs, or my friends are there. I've known them forever. Don't you realize, I'll say it again, Christian, that you are the one who is keeping these apostate churches going, who are part of the problem. They've sold out to this wicked world system. And 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 you're supporting them with your time, treasure, and talents, of tongue. You better get out of there. You better yeah. run. Well, I can't find a healthy. You better drive. Get this convenience thing out of your head. Drive or move. Yeah. No excuses. Right. Yep. Find a healthy yep. place and then support it. Get involved in organizations like yours, uh, Tanya. Right. Action for Canada. Get involved. Do something. But don't sit there and support something that is a part of the problem and dare I say is denying virtually every biblical truth. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, the the leadership of the church is going to have a lot to, uh, to account for when they're standing before their Lord on the well, day of judgment. And,
2: and, the, congregants. and yes, the
1: congregants. Yes. Because the
2: congregants are the ones that keep that thing going. Yep,
1: yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. There's the flock, there's the sheep they're following in many instances. I know that we've seen some of those, and I say, I'm going to be a black sheep, right? I'm going to stand stand apart from this because yeah, I can't yeah. t- stand to be a part of it. And so, uh, Pastor Billy, we would like, because I know your time is going to be coming up, to have a bit of q and I know that people okay. have questions. I saw our friend Peter Evanow is on there. Uh, Terenzio, could you um, could you look for Peter? I, understand, I understood he had a question and has his hand up.
3: Sure, I'll have a look.
1: Okay. Uh, and
3: it, uh, it, we have two Peters, Peter Evan and Peter K.
1: Peter Evanow,
3: Pastor What's Billy. Going? There he is.
1: <laughs> there we go. Oh, all yeah. right. Tanya,
3: God bless you too. What are you, a dynamic light. I'm telling you, I can feel the power all the way over to me. Riley. Dude, how you doing, man? Good to hear from you. I'm, listen, I'm living a dream. I know I buy a chicken farm, but I'm sorry, Billy, but it's uh, it's just like a like a, it's a new lease on life over here in Vancouver Island. Well, no, that's, that's called a foul truth, bro. Just deal with it. I, I hear you. And yeah. I, I hope you'll forgive me. But <laughs> it's such a good thing to see your spot face, Tanya. It was uh, just a uh, dynamic thing. I I'm wondering now, uh, what's the next step. So how do we get you back into Canada? Can you travel?
2: Can you come up? Yeah. Well, right now uh, there's a window open and I'm trying to cram as many, uh, it's like a squirrel, uh, sock in his, many nuts in the tree as possible before they decide to put the clamps down. Uh, at least right now here in the States, my theory is they're trying to play nice for now uh, because mm-hmm. they got the midterm elections coming up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, after that, my guess is that'll be winter time. Oh no, here comes uh, you know an- uh, another con. Maybe that's what they should do. The next one they call it, you know, something they'll find some excuse, right? Oh. Uh, because these guys are all in on that. But my point is uh, uh, yeah, just I'm trying to get to as many different places as we can uh, I, I will tell you though that uh, even just a couple years ago, uh, you know, had the privilege of speaking in Canada many different times, and uh, made uh, met a lot of you great folks up there, and, and I was really uh, impressed and excited about wow, there's still a, a good group of godly conservative Christians in Canada. This is this is uh, encouraging, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. but uh, in the last few times that we had to go across the border, you know what the border patrol asked us. Do you have any material in your vehicle that is against homosexuality? Wow! No way. Yep. Now, 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 think about that. They didn't ask us. Do you have an M16? Are you carrying a firearm? Do you have a a C4 bombs in your trunk? Right. What was what? What was the only thing they were concerned about? Listen, a belief a mind, your opinion, your thought of mm-hmm. uh, what you felt about a particular moral issue across the border, right? It's nuts. Pretty and good. so that that was a couple of years ago. I can only imagine what it is now. Anyway, I say that just to, just to equip you where it was a couple of years ago. And of course, now it's all the COVID narrative stuff. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, lo- we'd love to come up, you know, hopefully make it across, you know, the border. So,
3: you know, well, I, I got to concur with your thought there, Billy. That the uh, the seeds that were planted earlier on, and uh, Tanya was even before us. It it just seems like there are more and more Canadians waking up yeah. to the idea that that there's something going on that doesn't make sense, and they can't put it all together yet. And so often, it's uh, it's that question that gets raised that brings them out to a conference, and they want to know. Um, just what in the world is going on? So we're hoping that we can get a chance to, to revisit uh, 2017 when we first started. Tanya, when you spoke so well that night, it was, ex- it was extraordinary. So we want to have uh, a great opportunity to meet again here in Vancouver or wherever it may be. But if we can get you up to Canada again, let's do it. Yeah, that'd be great. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: Yep, we've been discussing doing another what in the world sort of conference is going on, even if we were to do it uh, via Zoom and do it uh, more worldwide and have as many people as possible come on, I think would be an interest as well. But an in-person, that would just be so refreshing and wonderful to have a big, huge meeting in person. Uh, we're continuing to do that. I've been rallying ever since the beginning of this and meeting with thousands of people. My yeah. life hasn't changed as, as far as any of the restrictions are concerned. Um, and so I'm quite pleased with that. All right, Peter, thank you so much for your question. Uh a pleasure, Benny, Billy,
2: God bless you, Tanya. God bless thank you, too, man. You. Good to hear from you.
3: Hey, nice to see your smiling face, sir.
1: We'll be in touch, and we're going to coordinate uh, just that. Okay, so Betty has asked the question. Said you mentioned Judeo-Christian. In my view, this is an oxymoron. As the Jews' holiest book, the Talmud is against Christ. The translations of Jew and Gentile were never in original Bible writings. These should read Judean and nations slash pagans. I'm very concerned that people may me may be misled by false translations in the Bible. Since you're a pastor, I'm wondering if you can comment on these teachings.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, uh, well, first of all, what I mean by the, the term, and I'm not the only one that's you know made the term, the Judeo-Christian, I'm not here promoting Judaism. Judaism, uh, currently, they still believe that you have to keep the law uh, in order to be saved. And the the Jewish community... Uh, we certainly pray for them. We witness to them as Christians, just like anybody else, whether they're Jew or non-Jew, i.e. a Gentile, pagan, whatever you want to call it, uh, because there's only one way to heaven. You don't earn your way to heaven. Uh, that's only through the cross of Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place. And since none of us can keep the law and none of us are uh, uh, allowed to get into heaven, the Bible says that all of us have fallen short And uh, of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death right? A God is holy. He is holy. He is holy. And so how are we going to have a relationship with God who is holy, meaning without sin? We've all sinned. Well, you can say, Well, and that's what people do. They, whether it's Judaism or other false religions like Catholicism or other pseudo-fake groups like Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses, or you got pagans who are trying to appease the gods and goddesses and, and through all these rituals and uh, getting their bloody knees up the stairs and flogging themselves and beating themselves. You, you can't undo sin, and you'll never be perfect. So the problem is, oh, no, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're doomed. Well, that's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he what? He sent his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus took our punishment, our place. And since he did all the work, we receive it by faith. That's why it's called the gift of eternal life. And that's why the Bible says that we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast, right? So anyway, that's why, uh when, but when I say Judeo-Christian, I'm not supporting Judaism because that's a works-based false gospel, right? And, and again, we need to witness them just like anybody else on the planet outside of a, a, a true born-again Christian. Uh, but what I mean is the New Testament uh, truth about the New Covenant, New Testament, that we now have in Christ is built on the back of the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. It was out of the Jewish people came what? The Messiah, right it's it's out of the old testament that we learned not only how god created everything the genesis account but then how it got wrong in the first place because of adam and eve and how sin entered the world and messed things up and why it's still messed up to this day right and so you can't understand the new testament truth unless you understand the background the history of what led up to that and and of all people on the planet why did jesus come out of the jewish people as part of god's promise right and so again uh, I'm not to support Judaism, but what I mean by Judeo-Christian ethic is the Christian New Testament ethic on the back of the Jewish history and roots of the coming Messiah. That's what I'm talking about. And as far as a uh, 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 translations issue, I mean, that's a huge, giant uh, topic uh, with that. And, and, and uh, a lot of people misunderstand what a lot of uh, translations are uh, uh, and, and really how they are arrived at such state. Uh, I did another resource. It's a documentary. It's a book that I encourage you to check out. uh, This lady asking this question is called, did the Bible really come from God? And uh, and basically I deal with 10 lines of evidence as the former skeptic that I talked about who thought that Christians were a bunch of duped idiots had a book, tell them what to do. Uh, And I'd be the first one to call them hypocrites. But you know who the real hypocrite was? Me right? I'm sitting there. I would sit there and tell you the Bible's a book full of errors. It's there to brainwash people. But did I ever once read it? No. And you know what I was doing? I thought that was my own intellectual thought because I'm so intellectually superior. (laughs) I was actually, there you go. I was actually parodying what the media Wanted me to think, and the secular system to mock and scoff at God, the Bible, and Christianity. And yet, I was the hypocrite because I never truly investigated it, and and I never had anybody, unfortunately, challenge me saying, "Listen, if you're really in search of the truth, right, and if you're going to take the time, which I did, and study Buddhism, Hinduism, the occult, uh, self help, secular psychology, all this other stuff on the sun, don't you think you should be intellectually honest and at least take a serious dive?" at least take a look at the scripture and not just a cursory reading, but if you're going to go down deep in those others, shouldn't you at least investigate? I wish somebody would have asked me that. And, and I think that's what a lot of people do. Their, their summation of the scripture isn't because they've seriously studied it. Because when you seriously study it, and that's what that study is all about, did the Bible really come from God? It's 10 lines of logical evidence why the Bible is unlike any other book on the planet. You can't say uh, it's a book that's untrustworthy. There is no book that has more veracity for its authenticity than this book here, the Bible. All other books, it's absolutely ridiculous when you compare them uh, to the Scripture. Uh, Anyway, so I I encourage you to check out that study in great detail, and uh, I think it's going to answer your questions uh, and then some.
1: Okay, that's a great answer. Yeah, thank you. And if people would even uh, logically go back and look at uh, the Bible is the only book that starts with, In the Beginning, God yeah. created the heavens and the earth, and every single other religion you can date. There is a time that uh, came after God's creation. Uh, you know that these geniuses created their own religions, <laughs> and and yeah. and so. But it is just a matter of taking a step back and thinking practically about this. Terenzia, would you bring on the next guest, please, and um, or uh, ask a question?
3: Yes. Next, we have a question from Peter K. Peter K.,
1: are you there? Peter, can you unmute? Okay, Terenzio, maybe on to the next one, please.
3: All right, next is from Bernard. Bernard, are you there?
1: Sometimes we have a problem with people unmuting, so yeah. I'm hoping, there we Get go. It, All yeah. right, there he goes. Hi, Bernard. Okay, he's unmuted, but we can't hear him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe let's go on to April. Sorry, Sorry, Hi. Bernard. Hello. Hi, uh, is this April?
0: Yes.
1: yes. Hi, Tanya. Hi.
0: I'm on every week
1: to talk to you finally. Thank you for everything you're doing.
0: And hi, Pastor Billy. Uh, it's great to talk to you. And I've watched so many of your videos, and I own them, Final Countdown. Love them. So it's, I'm thrilled to have you on tonight. So thank you so much. I share them with people. They're so good. Uh, even your corny jokes. Love them.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you either love talking. them or hate them. <laughs>
1: They're good. So I just appreciate appreciate everything you're doing and everything you said tonight. And I'm um, just wondering about the zero two zero zero six zero six and how
0: like that kind of mockery for that patent. Are you aware of that? And do you think that is something that is a mockery or how close are we? Are they going to
1: connect that and tie that into everything eventually? Well,
2: um, yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a good
2: question. And uh, believe it or not, numbers are very big with these guys. Uh, again, I came out of the occult. I did a 20 week study on witchcraft, a 16 week study on Satanism, uh, and if we're still alive and still here, one of these days we want to start kicking the trail of secret societies, uh, Freemasonry, and all kinds of other guys, and, and, and they're involved with a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with today. Yeah. And numbers are very big uh, with these guys, and so you you got to you, you got to keep a good balance because you can't oh there that number there and it's uh it's it's you know and it's got some secret. People go, they go too far, but then don't discount it because these guys speak in code, mm-hmm. right? And, and they do it with numbers. Let me give you a case in point. Uh, witchcraft uh, is um, uh, very big on numbers and so is Satanism. And one of the big numbers, of course, is three. And witchcraft is called the power of triquetra, where uh, the power of three, if you really want to do something powerful, make a powerful potion or a powerful spell and get somebody and curse them or whatever, uh, you get three of them together. Uh, is what they mean. It's kind of like a perverted version, you know, of, uh, of the Trinity, uh, right. if you will. And, uh, but, uh, this is also why the witchcraft calendar, uh, they start on all Hallow's Eve or Halloween on the 31st, mm. then they flip the 31st number to 13 and 13 is the day they go out and start getting the bodies. This is also in Satanism, uh, to sacrifice, this is sick. It still goes on today. People don't want to deal with it. They put their head in the sand. And when you put your head in the sand and you don't get active, then that's why these people continue to do the evil deeds they do at night and, and things of that nature. Uh, same thing with the Freemasonry and things of that nature. Uh, you know, again, the, number, the numbers are, are very powerful. They do certain things on certain dates. A lot of these global elites, because it's a number, right? You know, they do it on 331 or, you know, what, you know, what are they just they they pick it up first You because know, they believe there's more power and things of that nature. Uh, you mentioned the, the the 060 thing and whatever. Uh, one thing that we can verify is this system that's being put into place uh, is leading towards, again, the Antichrist kingdom. There's yeah. all these guys behind the stuff that's going on right now, the global elites. You mentioned Klaus Schwab and all the other guys. Yeah. OK, they are. Uh, working towards a one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world economy, and a mark-of-the-beast system. Klaus Schwab even said that he's not only all-in with COVID as the excuse to usher in this global reset by 2030, he says that it's going to lead to a merging of the biological with the physical. And they literally not only, he says, as we got used to our, our clothing, the things that we buy, having microchips, people are going to be microchipped. And that's, what's going to tie you into their global system. Right Mm -hmm. now, what's that? Mm -hmm. That's the mark of the beast. Yeah, I know. And he's talking on the, the, and of course the mark of the beast, the number of man is what six, 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 where where are you getting at? Now there's been a little bit of confusion on the vaccine, which is not a vaccine. It's a gene editor. Mm -hmm. And people say, Oh, that's the mark of the beast. No, it's not. The mark of the beast does not happen until the midway point of the seven year tribulation. You have to be in the seven year tribulation in order to deal with the mark of the beast. And we're not in there. Right. I believe that we're out of here is the rapture prior to that. But you have to be in the seven-year tribulation. So this can't be the vaccine. Uh, it cannot be uh, the mark of the beast. However, I will say this. It is the biggest dry run in history by these global elites that is going to lead to yeah. the mark of the beast in the seven-year tribulation in the history of mankind. Because we were told you had to put something on your head, a mask, in order to buy and sell. We were then told the next step: you had to get something in your body in order a vaccine in order to buy and sell. Yeah. If that isn't the biggest dry run for the yeah. actual market of the bees, I don't know what is. So, yeah. so again, I think that's where a lot of that is. And, and I'll just I'll just throw this one out there. This may sound kind of crazy, but if you know these guys and their numbers, do Do a little experiment, right? Yeah. You got. In, in fact, uh, April, do you got your phone with you? My no, I don't. Sorry, uh, Tanya, you got your phone with you. Yeah, I do. All right, bust out your <laughs> calculator on the phone. <laughs> okay. Right? I'm ready. All right. Take the year 2020, just 2020. Right.
3: Okay.
2: Divide that by 666.
1: Hmm. Oh three. Three point Oh, 3.
2: 3.03. 30330, right? Yep. Y- you know what that is? That was Joe Biden's text number.
3: Oh God, During damn. the campaign. Mm.
2: Yeah, Joe Biden is all in with these guys Joe Biden the build back better plan He got that from Klaus Schwab Right yeah. He's, he, Joe Biden he ran that we're headed for a dark winter You know where he got that Klaus Schwab the world economic forum right. These guys are occultists In what they're doing they're following Satan And again it sounds crazy but think about that 30330 Of all numbers you're running in 2020 And it just what so happens when you divide that by 666 I know it sounds crazy Mm -hmm. but it's three Oh three, three Oh. Now think about where his the state of his mind is. If you're going to tell this guy to repeat a number with his mind state, uh, you better bake it something simple like one, (laughs) one, 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 maybe he'd get that right. But why are you sitting there doing three Oh three, three Oh. And that of all numbers. I mean, think about the mathematical odds of that. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that you have him promote. Why
1: Mm -hmm.
2: again, it sounds crazy, but numbers are big with these guys. And, and so, again, I, I would just caution people. I'm not saying every single number out there, you out there, there's some secret meaning, whatever. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. These guys, a lot of them are occultists. They know who they're working for, Satan. They're globalists. They're deliberately trying to destroy our countries so that they can build their utopian pipe dream from Satan, which the Bible says is the Antichrist kingdom. And, and, and a lot of them are involved in the occult. I, I just did a, a study a few weeks ago in our uh, uh, World Religions Occult and Occult Study, and I exposed historically all the occult activity in our own country in the White House that has never left. And mm-hmm. it started with our president as far back as Franklin Pierce, his wife, uh, Jane Pierce, who started to hold seances to talk to her dead son. Uh, which is totally demonic. It continued on, believe it or not, with Abraham Lincoln and his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, and it's never left. And then we took it up to current. Not only was uh, Nancy Reagan heavy duty into astrology, uh, but she was using astrology to dictate Ronald Reagan's calendar of events and when he's supposed to go to meetings and not do this. And then, of course, we got into the Clintons. Hillary has been involved in witchcraft. This is still in print, and she even had seances, and this is still in print. Uh, seances in the White House trying to connect with Gandhi and Eleanor Roosevelt for advice. This stuff has not gone away, right? These people, the reason why our nations are so messed up is because these people are occultists. We've been sold a bill of goods, and we need to get back to what our countries are founded on. You read the founding documents here in America. I'm sure it's the same thing in Canada. We were charged by our founding fathers it is our privilege and it is our duty as a christian nation to choose christian leaders for our christian country that's what we got to get back to
1: yeah 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 Absolutely. This is what we're, what we're working towards as well is that we're saying we need moral and ethical people, uh, you know, in government. But one of my my things, one of my little click says that I uh, repeat often is you just need to know who you're voting for, or where they stand on these critical issues. People yeah. have been willing to vote party line. Even right now, we have people, you know, desperately thinking the Conservative Party can be somehow resurrected, you know, in, in, into a party that is going to honor traditional uh, biblical beliefs. And I think the party is so far gone uh, that people need to wake up and they, they need to get more involved personally within their communities with their elected officials the church should have been raising up leaders we should be taking our youth into training them up look at what the global young leaders have done they invested the time in in the individuals that they have doing this tyranny right now it wasn't just by chance or by accident i I know that you have to leave in a few minutes can i just ask you two things one is to address you talk about the um uh 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 we're all going to be gone in, in the... Uh, the rapture. In the rapture. There, yeah. There's people that wouldn't be familiar with that term. Can you maybe explain what the rapture is intended to be? And then I know that you have to go, so we would want a note of encouragement before you leave and to close in prayer with you.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, one, the rapture course is a biblical concept taught in First Thessalonians 4, four, First Corinthians 15, John 14. And First Thessalonians 4 says there's going to be an event uh, prior to the seven-year tribulation, uh, where Jesus comes in the clouds. He doesn't come back to the earth. That's the second coming. He comes to the clouds. We meet him in the air and so that we will be with him. It says we who are still alive. Okay. And so there's going to come an event when Jesus is going to pull out his church supernaturally prior to the seven-year tribulation. That's rapture. Now, people want more information on that. We have a, a, a 24-week study called Are You Ready for the Rapture? So recent teaching just did, went down deep, and we start from the basics. What, what do you mean rapture? I never heard the rapture. Is that even the Bible, or are you guys just making this up because you're a bunch of chicken livers, you know? Uh, and so are you ready for the rapture? Check that out. You can watch that for free uh, on our website for free if you want to. Uh, which, by the way, uh, you mentioned about the DVDs. We don't copyright our material. So if you get our material, the DVDs, make a billion copies, give them away. We don't care. Uh, and we want people, we tell you on the packaging, please copy and, and give away because everyone's also got the gospel on it for people to to pray and receive Christ as their savior. Uh, so so that's more information about the rapture. The second thing about encouragement is that's our blessed hope, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're not going to bring peace to this planet. That's what these liars, these hucksters are saying. We're going to build utopia, and we're going to no, you're not. No peace is coming back to this planet until the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, comes back. Right mm-hmm. now, the good news is. Uh, we're out of here before it gets worse. The Bible says it's going to get worse before it gets better because mankind continually rebels against God. And God has appointed a day of judgment, and it's going to happen. The good news is, though, if you're a born-again Christian right now, you're not going to go there because the Bible says, Romans chapter 5, five, first Thessalonians 1, 1 Thessalonians 5, we are saved from, not appointed from, and we are rescued from God's wrath. So we cannot be in the seven-year tribulation because Jesus Christ has saved us from that. That's why we're raptured out because he's being true to his word. I'm not gonna put you under my wrath. And 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 so what we have to look forward to is what is coming after the rapture. After the rapture as a Christian, We get to go to heaven, a place beyond our wildest dreams to be with Jesus. But at the end of the seven-year tribulation, we come back with him in the millennial kingdom where the earth is renovated to garden of Eden-like conditions. There's going to be peace with nature. Jesus Christ will be ruling and reigning from the planet, literally from Jerusalem. We get to rule and reign with him. And then even after that, you have what's called the new heavens and the new earth, which is the state of eternity. No more devil, no more demons, no more crying, no more death, no more mourning, no more pain, none of that stuff. No more. It's gone forevermore. And that's our hope. That's why the rapture is the blessed hope, because at the rapture, that's when all that future that Christ won for us kicks in the gear. He didn't just forgive us of our sins. He didn't just rescue us from hell, which, by the way, excites me. But there's so much more. He saved us for the world to come. And as Christians, that's why he says, in the meantime, until that world to come kicks in, get busy. Be the light. Be the salt. Be that restrainer and get the gospel out. You're on a giant rescue mission. Tell as many people as you can the good news that they could be a part of that future too through Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. And can, uh, there's some things that some people will say, um, I can just hear them in their mind saying, well, I'm a good person. Can you, can you answer that one before? God is
2: holy, a- holy, 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 which means without sin. We've all sinned, the Bible says, and fall short of the glory of God. None of us are good enough. How are you gonna have a relationship with he who has never sinned, but yet we've sinned, right? Not bad enough isn't perfect. If you want to get to heaven on your own, you can, you just have to never sin. That's the problem. If we're honest, we've all sinned, right? And so that's the point We're that's why the Bible says the wages of sin is death. We deserve to die and be separated from a holy, righteous God forever and ever and ever. But the gift of eternal life is given through God. The good news is God will give you a complete pardon of your sins through Jesus Christ because he loves you, right? And since he did all the work for you, all you
1: got to do is receive it. Why would you resist that? And so just to, just saying I'm a good person and I've lived a good life does not get you to heaven. You you no, you because just- right,
2: the Bible, right, right. God gave us something called the Ten Commandments, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and just basically it's I call it his divine x-ray shown trying to get us to admit what he already knows. We're all disqualified for heaven, myself included. So he could have gave us a list of a thousand things, a hundred things. He just said, I'll tell you what. Just keep these 10 things. Prove to me that you're worthy to get to heaven. You're good enough, right? Mm-hmm. What's the ninth one? You mentioned, you know, I'm a good person. You know, I'm not. The ninth commandment says, you shall not bear false witness. You know what that is? Lying. That's
1: right.
2: Right. So if you're listening to this or watch this right now, if you ever told a lie, raise your hand.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Now, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just told a lie because we've all lied. The Bible says, thou shalt not steal. How many of us have ever taken anything without permission? We all have. Uh, Hey, maybe you didn't rob a bank, but did you steal that pencil in third grade? It was something that didn't belong to you, right? That makes you a thief, a liar and a thief, right? The Bible says that we are not to worship any idols. Only God is worthy of worship. We worship ourselves. We worship money. We worship all kinds of stuff, right? Now we're an idolater. And then the scriptures, that's just three out of 10. How are you doing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Bible says such people as these, liars, adulterers, thieves, idolaters, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. We've all sinned. That's what God's trying to get to our heads. I already see it. I just got to get you to own up to it and then ask for me to fix it. And here's the good news. He will. He'll forgive you through Jesus Christ. That's why he came. He came and took our punishment in our place. He did the work. All you got to do is receive it. You'll never be good enough. But through Christ, he'll make you good enough through him.
1: Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Billy. Can you close us in prayer before? Or do you have a moment before you have to dash off?
2: Yeah, sure. Father, we love you and thank you so much for this time that we've been able to fellowship and just uh, be encouraged today in your truth, in your word. And we just pray that, Lord, you continue to bear much fruit with us, that we would live up as your people to who you've called us to be, that light, that salt, and those last days resistors against the rise of the Antichrist kingdom and all the evil and junk until we receive the good news, the blessed hope uh, of the bright future that we have with you. Uh, What a day that's going to be. In the meantime, may we reach out not only with one hand on the cross, but one hand reaching out simultaneously to the lost mm-hmm. uh, and, and, until you come and get us. And may that's how we finish as your bride. And God, if there's anybody that's watching or listening, that's not truly saved, even if they go to church services, maybe they're still under that lie that they're not that bad of a person. God, please save them. Please have mercy on them like you did with me 29 years ago and rescue them, save them, God, even now. And may they cry out to you, Jesus, and ask you to forgive them of all their sins and entrust their lives on your work on the cross and receive you as your Savior. You tell us if we would just confess to you, Jesus, as Lord, believe in our heart that you, God, raised us from the grave, we will be saved. If anybody needs to do that, God, please cause them to do it now. May they have the joy of your salvation. We ask and pray all this in your wonderful name, in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. It has just been an honor having you on tonight. And I look forward to being in touch and putting together a conference and possibly having you back up here in Canada. So thank you so awesome. much. God bless you.
2: You bet. God bless you too, Tony. Take care.
1: Thank you. Woo! (laughs) Well, everyone, that was certainly a a fast-paced, interesting uh, conversation with Pastor Billy. Like I said, this is a man that has researched uh, uh, on so many different fronts of things that are critical and of concern to Canadians, to Americans, and to people around the world. So we really hope that you enjoyed uh, uh, this Empower Hour tonight. For any of those of you who are on, And I know that, uh, like I said at the beginning, we've been on this series for the past five weeks that uh, to bring awareness what Christianity means not only to Canada, but to the world, um, especially in this movement of losing our freedoms and why it is that we're up against such an incredible evil and it's anti-God, it hates Christianity and that's why the Western world is being hit so hard and uh this this has given you the freedom in canada to live as a a believer and a non-believer in peace but those days uh, uh have ended they're coming to an end unless we really do something about it so one i want to encourage you to join a chapter Um, across Canada, as I said, we've got 150 of them. We've got a lot more vetting to do for chapter leaders, so keep an eye on the page. And if uh, somebody opens up a new chapter in your area, then we ask you to get on board right away and start helping and encouraging them and assisting them. If you happen to be three hours away from a chapter, please get involved, sign up, because you will possibly and potentially meet others from your area through that chapter in your province. And then if there are those of you who are on the call tonight and your heart is stirring inside and you're thinking, wow, you know, I've just been questioning what uh, God was all about and what Jesus was all about. And Pastor Billy really laid it out there tonight. And to say the only way to heaven is through, uh, you know, the saving grace of Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins, So um, as he said, we're all sinners, but we don't just uh, get to heaven uh, out of good behavior. We need to believe because uh, Jesus came to earth and he made the the greatest and final sacrifice for us. And uh, so we would invite you to uh, say a prayer, to ask Jesus into your heart. And if you've done that tonight, Sheila, would you please put the uh, prayer email in the chat? and that we would encourage you to reach out to our prayer team, because somebody would like to be in touch with you and give you some encouragement. If you're somebody here today and and you're in need and you're hurting, Uh, we again we ask you to reach out to either our chapters or to our prayer chain and get the the kind of support that uh, you may be looking for all right next week uh, can we bring up the image for next week the empower hour will be with our very own Corrine beresford she is a chapter leader in alberta you may uh, recognize her if you've been on our tuesday show she is an occupational health and safety advisor and so she has uh, talked on that issue helping employees but But next week, she is coming on to give a presentation on the World Economic Forum and Agenda 2030. So that's going to be a a really great Empower Hour. I think it'll be a real eye-opener. And so be uh, sure to uh, sign up in advance. All right. I think that uh, that is my, my update I just wanna thank you as always for uh, um, joining us tonight. And and of course, I just wanna wish you just a, a beautiful, wonderful evening and say God bless you and God bless Canada.